Three, two, one, and welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, and just dealing with technology. It's amazing today what we can do on our phones compared to the technology we had when, well, frankly, when I was born, we still hadn't been to the moon. And then when we did go to the moon, all the technology combined that was on the spaceship, and I think that would have been found at the the space program that the NASA headquarters in Houston, I think, probably is less technology than is in the palm of my hand right now with my phone. But I'm dealing with the technology that I don't have the convenience of how I normally record these. So it may sound a little bit different. I apologize for that. And But we're going to continue on while I work on these technical problems. But <clears throat> it's sort of fitting, too. Um, Technology has brought us a long ways. I love having electricity. All of us do. It wasn't all that long ago, historically speaking, that Americans didn't have history. I mean, didn't have electricity. Nine out of ten families would not have had electricity before, right before World War II. So that's really not that long ago. We've come a long ways. But we've also come a long ways in sin. In the way... God dealt with his people back in the day. I think today most people would say that is not love. But what God was showing us and continues to show us when we read his word is that what we think is love <clears throat> may be a little bit different of a, than what really love is. So love is when you obey, That's what, if you love someone, you obey them. And when you worship them, obviously you're going to obey them. And if you do not love them or worship them, then you will not obey them. And when the creator of the universe is telling you to obey and gives you to you know, do A, B, C, and you decide to do X, Y, Z, then love shows consequences. In other words, God is just. <clears throat> and I think we have a problem with that today. We, we really do. So let's look at Joshua chapter 7, starting verse 2, and let's see what happens. Remember, there's been a little bit of um, sin in the camp. One person has stolen basically some stuff that was supposed to be turned over to the temple to be set apart or holy to God, and he kept some stuff for himself. So that's what's just happened Joshua doesn't know that yet, and so he is continuing the battle plan, which is to go to the next city. So that's where we pick up here in verse 2. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, and I did learn as best I could that that's basically how you say it, Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out Ai, and they turned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people toil up there, for they, meaning the people of Ai, are few. So about three thousand men went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about thirty-six of their men, and chased them before the gate as far as Shebarim, and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people 
melted and became as water. And then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening, he and the elders of Israel. And he put dust on their heads, and Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we have been content to dwell beyond the Jordan? O Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut us off and cut us off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? And we'll stop right there. So Joshua doesn't know of Achan's sin yet. He's about to find out. But they're suffering the consequences of this man's sin. And 36, yeah, 36 men have been killed. But what Joshua understands now is that God has been melting the hearts of the enemy. And it's going to be easy to destroy them. And, of course, they get cocky and they send 3,000 men up to take care of the men of AI. But what they don't know is there's sin in the camp. And so it didn't matter probably if they would have sent 10,000 men. It would have been the same because they didn't have the Lord on their side. The Lord, anger is actually burning against the children of Israel because of the sin of one man. So you put that into modern context today, all around the world, we have all kinds of issues. And some of it is due to the sin of maybe those who are in charge or maybe the sin of of parents or sins of others in our community. Now, the sinners who are not born again, who are, do not call themselves Christians or anything like that, they are doing what they do. So this is the people of Israel who know the Lord, who have heard from the Lord, who have sworn that they are going to obey the Lord and obey the Lord's leader, in this case, Joshua. And yet one man well, well, he has not obeyed. He has found some things that were too tempting to turn into the into the priest for it to be utilized for the overall community, even for for the building of the future temple. Instead, he decides to keep it for himself. So. Modern takeaway is when we realize that really everything belongs to the Lord, (laughs) what are you keeping for yourself that maybe you should not be keeping for yourself? And this can include your talent, your time, how you spend your energy, to your money, to whatever. But don't be afraid to go to the Lord with some... um, with some questions about all that, right? God bless you guys. Have a good day. Talk to you soon.